Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There It's a family podcast for adults. People have had enough. Just had enough. But did everybody in this house take irritating pills the past couple days? Cut it out. I'm just curious because people have irritating been, yeah like pills? yes they, I think you're the one who's just irritate. They took pills and made you all more irritating than normal. I the past few days I have never been asked more inane questions or been troubled more by people. What? Okay. Every time everybody opens their mouth in this house, I'm like, oh, really? Did you say that? Because that was annoying. I'm sorry. I think what's happened is you've all focused your period powers on me, and now I'm having my own period, and it's making me cranky. I don't like it. You are very suggestible. I could blame it on something else, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. Something else that is also not my fault. This is episode number 687, Responsibility. Then call us. Where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. I'm off to, you know, okay. Let's just discuss this for a second. Maybe, maybe, and don't get mad. Just hear me out. Do you think there's a chemical that women put off uh, when they're not fertile, right? The three weeks out of the month or whatever, Mm. where you're not actually ready to pop a baby that makes men not annoyed with them. So I don't don't have any idea. So they don't waste their time. Perhaps it's the fact that maybe when that hormonal change is going on, Women are more vocal about when men say something incredibly irritating. Whatever. Whatever. I'm just, it would make sense. You know, if you put off some kind of pheromone, the men are like, I'm not even messing with that one. Annoying. And then whenever you are for her, like, oh, look at that. You're sweet. And that's the one microsecond out of the week when you're actually receptive to the male advance. You're like, oh, look at that. I don't hate him today. Awesome. Thank you, Amazon, for being my sponsor. I bet there's books about this on Amazon. I'm going to have to do some more research. Or we could just both be super crabby because this f- fucking time of the year. This is the time of the year when people decide they don't want to be fat anymore. And you're not fat, but you've decided you need to go on this diet now. Because I'm a nice husband, I'm trying to show you solidarity, right? Kind of, yeah. What do you mean, kind of? Well, you're not doing the same thing I am. I, so. It's because the thing you're doing is inhuman. I think it's a torture device set up by a man who hates women. Because no man, no man would do this diet. It's for men also. No man would do this diet. We'll, we'll ask. What is the diet that you're doing right now? Okay. People have probably heard about it, especially if you watch Dr. Phil at all. Because it's been on Dr. Phil. It's been on other TV the doctor, shows. Too. Is this a Dr. Oz thing? It's on Rachel Ray. No. Oh, okay. Some other famous doctor wants to be famous? Well, I don't know if he's famous. But okay. He probably will be after this. We're going to make him famous. Maybe there it's a it's called the 17 day diet. And basically the gist is. You follow a certain. List of foods. For 17 days and then you move on to the next 17 day phase and then the next 17 day phase. There's four phases. Right. Ultimately, the fourth phase is when you've arrived at your ideal weight. And if you haven't, then you go back to phase one. Do it over again. And his philosophy is that you can pretty much do anything for 17 days. Except for, don't you think he should have more accurately entitled that this 51 day or 50, is it? Yes, yeah, 51 days. The 51 day 
giant pain in your ass diet? Well, I don't know because, you know, for sure the first 17 days are the hardest. They, they were awful. You were allowed rewarded. to essentially eat broccoli and fish no, and no, no, chicken. No, no, no. There's lots of stuff on the list, but unfortunately there's, I have to mark off about 50% of the stuff that's on the list because I don't like it. Well, okay. But, and so that is, limits me a little bit more. And this is where you and I were talking about our different approaches because you like this kind of systematic approach. Well, yeah. It's kind of sciencey. Well, yeah. I mean, the theory behind it is that, you know, it, it preps your body. Like the first phase basically rids your body of water, gets you off sugar, that kind of thing, and carbs. Right. Because there's pretty much right. no carbs. Right. And then the next phase sort of get revs up your metabolism and helps you shed more weight and it's just i don't know it's it's interesting i want to see how it does i'll be curious as how it goes i i'm also in solidarity with you have started cutting back on how much i eat and the reason why i think that most diets won't work for me is because i don't like most foods i just don't care for right. them fucking vegetables who, who fucking needs that shit and people are like you totally need it really because i've been fine for 40 years now thanks um, I'm doing just fine. But you were talking about how the first phase where you can only eat high fiber, zero calorie foods, which is essentially what they're pushing for. And proteins. And proteins. Mm -hmm. uh, helps flush out your system. Mm -hmm. I have an easier philosophy for you. If you cut what you eat, your body will do it for you. You will flush shit for you. Because this is the thing I've noticed every time I've decided to lose some weight. I cut back a little bit on what I'm eating and my body immediately goes into revolt. And starts dumping everything I've eaten for the past week right out of me. I know, but the this is supposed to prevent your body from going into starvation mode and trying to hold on to what fat you have. Okay. And I'm curious about the starvation mode thing because I don't believe it's real. Because I, I subscribe to the hacker diet, which is you know how you need this many calories per day. If you eat less than this many calories a day, when you get to a certain number of calories not eaten, you lose a pound. 3,500 calories, I think, is in a pound. Right, but you were having right? the argument that all the calories are the same and they're not because your body processes them differently. You can hit, uh, sure, you can have 1,200 calories and have them all be empty calories. Your body Ice has cream. nothing from it. Ice cream. Or you can have 1,200 quality calories where you get vitamins and nutrients and be healthier for it. Right, but my point was, my point was that you will lose the same amount of weight. You will lose the same amount right. of weight, but okay. you're not necessarily going to be healthier. I, I didn't say anything about healthier. My And my other question, my other thing is the starvation thing, because I hear it a lot, and you see it a lot on shows where people talk about losing weight. If you just get, like, if you need 2,000 calories a day and you cut down to 1,500 calories a day, it doesn't, you could do that forever and you'll lose weight every few weeks. Yeah, you'll but lose that's not because your body kind of adjusts and you end up plateauing. Right. Well, then you have so to you take have to in less something else. You have to take in less calories. Okay. Well, you can't do that indefinitely until you're down to twenty calories. Whatever. No. <laughs> it's like the ridiculous diet that's out there right now. Five hundred calories oh, a you're day. Get in trouble. I don't care. <laughs> and then you take the stupid human, the HCG drops, human chorionic gonadotropin it's, it's or what, whatever. It it's is. what pregnant chicks have, right? Only Why pregnant would chicks you have do it. that? Well, okay. And we talked about this. 500 calories. That's ridiculous. We talked about this weeks ago, as a matter of fact, about this, this 500 calorie a day diet plus take this other thing. And it's like a lot of other fads, right? That say reduce your caloric intake by X and do Y and you'll lose weight. When really, if you just did X, you're fine. 
you're, you're still going to lose weight. Right. If you can get by on 500 calories a day, why weren't you doing that to begin with? Right. You know, who has, honestly, the willpower to do a 500 calorie a day diet indefinitely? You I will, don't. I will tell you this, though. Whenever I cut back on what I eat to where I, I have a constant yawning hunger inside me, mm. it, it does change your brain. Like today, I wasn't really concerned about not. I didn't. I didn't hardly eat at all today. It doesn't really. I didn't bother either. Me. I only had the one meal, and I wasn't hungry at all all day today. Right. Whereas yesterday, Ugh. that's all I could do was think about food. Yesterday, as soon as I finished one meal, I was already thinking about what I was going to be right. eating for the next right. meal, which is not like me. No, you. Usually... I was obsessing over it a little bit, but today, meh. It's but... kind of like quitting smoking. You got to give it a week or whatever, and once you get over that hump, you're doing better. The problem, much of a challenge. the problem that I have is I, there are certain things I enjoy and you're, I'm just not allowed to have them anymore. And the problem is that's not going to work for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really know what the answer is because I can lose a certain amount of weight. However, at some point I'm going to have to fucking go eat some food that I actually enjoy or I'll kill myself. Well, as long as you don't binge, you can't overdo it. That's the thing. It's like you were asking me about the 17 day diet and really you have the Stuff that's on the list, it's unlimited. Yeah. And you're like, well, why don't you just eat only chicken? And I'm like, well, the <laughs> point is not to completely feed bag. You're supposed to eat until you're full and then quit. You're not just supposed to gorge all day so you're never hungry. You're and, supposed to pay right. attention to the fact that you're hungry. I just, I always mock the eat as much of this off the list as you want diets mm-hmm. because it's, it's not true. It's not eat as much as you want. It's not true. It's not. You, you couldn't say today I'm going to have 1,600 fajitas and be okay. Well, it's eat until you're full. Right. And here's my problem. There are foods that I enjoy, and I cannot, I couldn't fit one meal of them into my daily caloric intake and still be okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. A smash burger fucking hamburger has 2,200 goddamn calories. In I it. know. Okay? Well, see, that's the and thing, I'm not, too. And that, that's the problem. I'm going to want fries and a Coke. And now mm-hmm. I'm at 3,000 goddamn calories. And I'm going to be hungry in six hours. Right. That's the problem that I have. Do you see where mm-hmm. I'm coming from? I, I don't. Do. I don't like fucking chicken. I don't like lean fucking red meat. I don't enjoy it. I'll eat it. And eventually I'll reach that zen-like monk state where I just don't care about life and I hope a car hits me. Until I can actually have food I enjoy. And I don't, what, what's the cure for that? I don't know what it is. I don't know. You just got to keep trying new things. Smoking. And find stuff that you like. Smoking. Cut it out. I, I know what I like. That's the problem. And that's why I envy you. Because you go into a state where you just don't care about food. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? You, you eventually reach a point. Because this happened last time when we were getting all healthy. You just reached a point where you would eat enough to survive. But you didn't care if you ever ate again. Yeah, it's boring. Yes, and I, I, I can't do that. I, I'm not. I don't have the same kind of thought process you do, where I can say to myself, "I'm going to take something I enjoy and I'm going to carve it out of my life, and it's just going to be gone." Well, I'm. It troubles me. Well, it obviously can't work for you. You can't do it that way. I don't know what your answer is, but smoking, smoking, and meth. Fine. <laughs> That's real healthy. Well, that the okay. point is to get healthy. Yeah, I know. And, and that's my, my problem is that I don't, I don't know how to do it. I mean, I know how to do it, but I eventually come to hate everything around me. Mm. I don't know. I can definitely tell a difference, though. In fact, yeah. like after two days, I think I could feel a difference. I went down about for kind of a little less than a week, and I can mm-hmm. feel a difference, too. But it's not, 
I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not necessarily hungry, but I go through my whole day thinking something is out of order. Something is missing. No, no. My problem was when I started it, it was like, I got the book two days after I went grocery shopping. And yeah. so I didn't know what the details of it right. were. Charlie Sheen would say plan better. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't have the required foods on hand. And so I was really struggling by Friday. By Friday, I had a single zucchini <laughs> and I ate it. And that was it. Well, I had nothing left. The thing I, that I was perplexed by, by the diet that you're doing too, is the things that he says you don't get to have anymore. You know, like, like cheese. Like, no, cheese, I understand. Cheese is nothing but I fat. I like cheese. Right. But it's a block of fat. You understand that but too. I love right? it. I know. I understand. It's so you very do. tasty. Right. But it's a block of fat. That's why it's good. But the fact that, no, you couldn't even have rice. That's just. You can eventually, just not in the first seven okay. days. There's no carbs. Right. But when I when I look days. around the world, the people whose diet consists primarily of rice, none of them are fat. I know, but that's the problem. And the people that, once you get to that point, you can eat all the rice you want. For 17 days. No. Once you get to the maintenance time phase, once you've lost the weight, uh, you, can, okay. you can eat what you want. Okay. You just I, have to be right. careful. But let's say every 17-day cycle, let's say you have to lose 20 pounds. I, I don't know what the actual number is, but let's say you have to lose 20 pounds, right? In three of those cycles, you're probably going to lose 10 pounds, right? I mean, uh, that would, that would men be... Men tend to actually drop 10 pounds in the first 17 days, the first cycle. Yeah, because men don't, they just stop eating. They look at the list okay. of foods they can have, right? No. I mean, the people <laughs> that actually follow... What is in the book? Okay. Fine. I'm just saying, I think that you would have to go through that 60, uh, 50 day cycle more than once, which means right. you, most people would. Right. So you get, you get rice and then you don't. Right. Right. That's right. all I'm saying. But that was his point. You break it up into little small sections. And so you can handle the no having rice for another 17 days. Yeah. I, I think you would, end I think it would be more psychologically successful if he started you with the list of here's all the food you get to have. And then it just gets cut down every 17 days. You know what I mean? Instead of cutting down to zero know. right off the bat. I don't know. I I think it has to do with, like I said, the first phase, you drop the water weight and kind of flushing out your system. And then the second phase is revving up your metabolism. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the third phase is because I didn't read the whole thing through yet. I'm, gonna, I'm not there yet. I'm going to get it. And you know, you, oh, I hope this diet's not like a recipe. Like you're supposed to read the whole book because you get to no. the end and he goes, oh, by the way. Every Saturday, you get to have a steak. He yeah. just tells you that at the end. He's like, oh, I was a little surprised for you. You feel better now? No? Sorry. Anyway, um, it, we'll see. I mean, I only spent $2 on the book because I had a $10 gift certificate after buying a video yeah. game on Amazon. So it was $2. It's like, whatever. I'll try it. I'll be curious. I'll be curious. I, I mean, like I said, I'm cutting back and I'm trying to do what I can. I, I'll do it better once I get back to the gym. We can start getting back into the gym next week sometime. Mm-hmm. I do a lot better when I can get back in the gym because I, then I can eat again and still lose weight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if somebody said, if I have a choice, you can have a rack of ribs every week. As long as you go pump iron three days a week, I will do that. That that I don't care about. But the whole, I have, I have such a hard time with just not. With just, you don't get this anymore. Because that's, a, it's a tragic travesty to me. Well, if anybody else has tried the 17-day diet and it worked for them, let me know. If it didn't work for you, let me know that, too. I'm curious. 
Yeah, my next thing is I'm gonna eat uh, a tapeworm. That's my next thing. Because then you, you can just stay away from me. Then though. you can do it. Well, I'm not gonna tell you. But then you can eat That's whatever nice. you want. Well, why would you care? In case you accidentally give it to somebody. No, that can't happen in a uh-huh. civilized country. Right. No. The Philadelphia Inquirer reports girls at Lower Marion High School in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, have set up the Facebook group, Please Don't Buy My Prom Dress. Once a girl has found that oh-so-perfect prom dress, she can post it on the group's page to alert girls everywhere to keep their mitts off of it. She can even upload a photo of the dress to make sure there are no misunderstandings. I think it's a good idea, Barbara Silk, an aunt helping her 15-year-old niece shop for a prom dress, tells the Inquirer. Even if it's the same dress but a different color, they get upset. Okay. When I read this story, (laughs) and you can tell me if you agree or not, Mm -hmm. the first thing I thought of was, this is just going to be a way for girls to hurt each other. Yeah, to be all mean girls. Because when somebody you don't like posts their dress, you will go buy it. Not necessarily, because there's a thing about prom. Girls, nobody wants to wear the same dress. You're not going to purposefully go out and buy the same dress, unless you have another real dress to change into later, after you've already embarrassed the first girl. Yeah, oh, you're too poor to have two dresses. I'm not. Exactly. (laughs) Well, what I would do is, if I was a girl, I would just post pictures of me photoshopped into the dress. I was like, oh, I just bought that. Oh, I just bought this one, too. In fact, I may make a fake Facebook and just go do that. I don't know. I think it's going to encourage dress companies to produce one of each size. Oh, that that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It would cost a fortune. You, then you have to go to a one-of-a-kind store. Well, don't you think, I though? make one-of-a-kind dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this works out for me. <laughs> exactly. Why aren't you on those Facebook groups right now going, by the way? <laughs> I, I'm going to look I them up. I will make one for you. I do one-of-a-kind gowns yep, just that's what for I would do. you, custom-made. That's what you should do. But I've often wondered why companies, especially for women, like men don't give a shit. You know what I mean? All our tuxedos are black and white with ties. You know, unless you get the unfortunate. Uh, yeah, they do blood. the colored cummerbund. Right, whatever. But yeah. they're all sudden, no guy is going to look at another guy and go, you got my fucking tuxedo. No. It's never going to happen. In fact, you'd probably prefer to look pretty much like everybody else. Because nobody yes. really wants to wear the if, tux, right? Right. If every if every guy could get together and say, this is the tux for this year, and you're, this is the one we're all getting, mm-hmm. and let's get a big fat discount on it because we're all getting this one. That's what would happen. Yeah, but inevitably then there's going to be some poor soul who has to wear his dad's tuxedo that's like from the 70s or something. And the pants are the, way too the wide. Nice, that striped down the side. The nice powder blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, didn't you have a powder blue one? No. You never wore a powder no. blue one? No. I don't think Come so. Come on. I don't think so. I think I remember a, maybe it was just a suit. The only time a I suit e- the only The only time I ever wore a tuxedo was with you. Yeah, so. I don't, not a tux, but a, a suit. I, I seem to recall seeing a photo of you. It's possible. You were probably like eight. Oh, shit. Well, anything's possible. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's not make fun of that one, because I think that's a suit I wore when one of my best friends got killed. So let's When not. you were eight? Yes. No. Yes. Not the friend you're thinking of. The guy I play baseball with. No. Trampled by a horse. So happens when you live on the farm. Exactly. Anyway, um... Yeah, now this childhood tragedy is revisiting me. I'm just not in the mood to do a show anymore. Let's quit. No, what I was going to say is 
I, I do think this is going to be a site that just gets used to do mean things to girls. Well, here's the thing. They're kind of making it sound like they don't Dibs, want bitch. anybody <laughs> anywhere yeah, exactly. buying the same dress. No, this is my. You know, if you could register for a school district, maybe right. <laughs> for some smaller towns, because you you know you probably would right. know several people. And a lot of times, there's crossovers. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a specific prom. Yeah. Because exactly. seriously, who cares? If you're not at that prom, nobody else is going to see the other dresses. This is what I was going to say before I got sidetracked. Why don't they make little attachments for dresses that girls could wear that would make it a different, a slightly different dress? You know what I'm saying? Like you get a little cape a little thing. convertible stuff. Yeah, a little cape thing or some kind of weird little sleeve thing that you snap on. You know what I mean? They should, well, they should just make like basic dresses. Yeah. Just a shell of then a dress. And up. then you soup it up like you want to. Yeah. There's a million dollar idea. Well, thanks for giving it away. Why don't you keep that to yourself? <laughs> we could have been rich now. We're just going to continue to be poor. Anyway, I, I just think it's ridiculous they get that wound up about it. But this, I guarantee you from this website, someone will get shot. Probably in Oak Cliff. Well, it's, it's there will be a dumb. shooting. Because somebody's going to show up with, with somebody's gold lame prom dress that she already posted a picture and said, bitches, keep your hands off. There'll be a shooting. I mean, like I said, I could see its value if you narrow it down a little bit more. I don't think it should be so broad. <laughs> just that far just general. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how it pans out. Next story. Police say a 14-year-old Utah boy was trying to cover up for falling and ripping his new pants when he reported a bullet grazed him. South Salt Lake Police Sergeant Michael Worsland told the Salt Lake Tribune that the team reported the shooting Tuesday evening. Police say that about 10 witnesses told them they did not hear any gunfire in the area at the time. Worsland says the boy fell down and tore the knee of his pants, but lied about being grazed by a bullet because he didn't want to get in trouble. The sergeant said the teen only suffered a scrape where he fell down. Okay. Fucking idiot. 14. Because when you first told me this, I'm thinking like eight... Yeah, you were, I, yeah, when I first read the story, too, I thought, oh, well, it was six or seven years old. Nope. Yeah. Half grown. 14. Come on. You know better. And are you really that afraid of your parents that you have to f- come up with a cockamamie story about bullets? Well, come on. Now, you know people are going to look into it. It's too extreme. Tone it down a little it, bit. That, that is exactly the problem. You couldn't say uh, a dog bit me. You know, a or, car sped by and had to jump out of the way. Well, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna cause trouble to you. Not as much. You yeah, can't really much track them shot. down. But when you were a kid, this never this never happened to you. I think every kid fucks up a pair of clothes, and then is faced with having to tell their parents they like, fucked up their new school clothes. Because when you and I were growing up, you got like two pairs of jeans for the year. Don't fuck them up. Right. Did well, you? Ever, I was telling did, you, I wore the same pair of tennis shoes for four years. Right, but did you ever tear up or fuck up a I'm pair of some to clothes? Think. No, I don't remember doing my own, but I remember destroying some other people's stuff <laughs> and then having to lie about it. You were you were you were growed then. Yeah, though, that was by not, the way. Yeah. The, the best thing the best thing about that story is that you came to me like I was gonna have a fucking solution for you. I know. Like, can you help me do this? Sure, let's put this shit that I have no idea if it'll work, but whatever. But that wasn't a case of coming up with some stupid story that no. the cops would have to get involved in. Right, right. I, I'm trying to think. I think I did get a pair of jeans fucked up because I rocked my bike. Mm-hmm. 
And I just had a, a dog came after me. See? Yeah, I mean, you just, yeah. you just lie. You're like, oh, the fucking dog chased me in the NFL. Yeah. But, and that's the other thing, too. I, I didn't believe that. I made up how it happened, not what happened. Little liars of the world, let this be a lesson to you. Yeah, when you start adding too many details. Yeah, you can you can change the events leading up to what happened, but keep what happened the same because you you will vividly remember what happened. You know, if you get asked a question, you're like, "Well, I fucking fell, and then I was there was gravel everywhere, and I was tumbling, and I got grass, and then I fucking hit the ditch, and then I rolled over and hit a tree." Mm-hmm. You know, but if you start other shit, then you're like, "What?" <laughs> and then I fucked up a T-shirt that I lied about. But I that was the one that was one case too where I realized my parents really were shitty because I got hurt. I fell out of a tree. Do you know me when this happened? I think it was just a couple of years before I, I knew so. you. I fell out of. I was. My kite got caught up in a tree, and it wasn't like a regular tree. It was a big bushy tree. And I'm talking about it was like a bush, but it was like 25 feet tall. My kite got caught in it. And I was like, well, I can't fucking leave my kite up there. I can see it. I'm going to go get it. And my mom was like, don't climb that tree. I'll kill you if you climb that tree. And I was like, well, she probably means it, but that's my kite. I climbed up there, and I knocked the kite free of the tree. Right? And the kite sailed to the earth successfully. And then a branch broke, and I plummeted down through the middle of this big bushy tree. And tore your shirt and scraped yourself up. Oh, right? I got so scraped up, it looked like I'd been dragged. Like, I looked like a dragging victim. I had big, long stripes of scratches up, up and down my chest and my back. And yeah, I hid that shit for days. Days. I What'd you do shit. with the shirt? Wad it up and throw it, it away? Oh, yeah, threw it Push away. Push it way down well, the, the first of the garbage day, the, can? The first day, I wore other shirts over the top of it because it hurt too bad to take it off. This was just fucking excruciatingly painful. And then eventually I just threw it away. And then I think I had, they were like, you smell bad. Go take a shower. And that was when the point when I had to fess up because it was just like, I can't possibly take a shower. Because my, you know, my, my skin was all fucked up. Yikes. Yeah. And then as to make sure I remembered it, they poured alcohol over me. That was how they made sure I didn't, wasn't going to get an infection. Alcohol. Yeah. Like rubbing alcohol. You look dubious. What's your problem? I don't know. You're calling me I, a, I just don't. You're calling uh, me a no, liar. Because kids reinvent history sometimes. Sure. It's like my, our kids would say that I poured alcohol on it when it was truly peroxide. You know what I'm saying? You don't think I know the difference between peroxide and alcohol? I do, but I'm just saying. Okay. I don't know necessarily that somebody would pour mass quantities of alcohol on a wound. You, you know these people, right? Yes. And you're surprised? These are the same people. I got a boil on my knee when I was a little kid because I got a little puncture and it turned into a boil. Okay. On my knee. Wouldn't take me to the doctor until I had a big old fucking crystallized head sticking out of the top of it. Like a half inch long. Long enough I couldn't wear pants. I had to wear shorts. Disgusting. Okay. So then they take me to the doctor and the doctor says, okay, this is what you have to do. You have to put the salve on it every day. Okay. And I was, I might've been eight, not, not any older than that. And it, hurt like crazy and the salve was prid which is like it looks like ground up prunes it's real thick and granulated i'm talking about mm-hmm. and i had to, i had to put that they made me put it on my own knee by myself well they probably didn't want to touch it you would do the exact same thing no, I, you don't even know me next story i never said i got shot though when i was growing up well i don't think it was as common you know, actually, if you think about it, where we lived, it would have been more likely that we'd have been shot than well, just about. <laughs> That's what I'm maybe. saying. 
I just like in... getting shot at when you're walking down the street. No, I lived in the woods. Tyler's asking me if they poured oh, acid on me. No, Tyler, they didn't pour acid on me. They did one time give me an enema with barbed wire, though. That was very painful. All right, here's my last story. A school in Florida took extraordinary measures to protect one child suffering from a peanut allergy. The critics say they've, they're going way too far. The elementary school made headlines this week when administrators implemented the major changes to accommodate one student who suffers from a severe peanut allergy. Now, keep in mind, this is a fairly sizable school district, and this is one kid. Well, it was only one school, right? Right, it's just one school, but it's fairly large, and everybody had to do this for one kid. The changes include students must now wash their hands and rinse out their mouths before they can walk into their classroom. Desks must be regularly wiped down with Clorox wipes. All peanut products have been banned. Snacks are no longer allowed in class. And outside food is no longer permitted for holiday parties. Now, the parents are all gathering up and saying, we don't want this kid going to our school anymore because it's making life impossible for our kids. And I say, yeah, that's true. You... Nobody, you should not have to change the activities of 300 other people to protect one puny kid with a fucking allergy. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it because, I mean, it's common here. They, they don't allow peanut products. You can't bring outside food for holiday parties yeah. anyway, mm -hmm. unless they're, it's a specific type of food. But what are you going to do for the kid that has like, who, who's, needs gluten-free food you know make sure that everybody complies with that dietary change well, you also can't, you couldn't even have paste then right because paste has gluten stuff in yes, it yes i mean i'm just saying That's what i'm saying too i know i totally I, know. I, I totally agree my whole thing is when you have okay let's take example from our own life thing two if she gets cut there's a potential if she has a, a wound that breaks the skin mm -hmm. there's a potential that her immune system will go bug shit and she'll have all kinds of problems right right Dude, have I gone to the school and asked that they make sure that everything is nice and soft so if she falls down, she doesn't get hurt? No, I haven't. Could I? Yes. Could I be a total dick about it and say, look, this is my kid's problem. In every classroom in which she attends class, no one can have anything sharp. That includes pencils and pens. You're going to have to write with chalk. And I want all of the desks covered with foam. Period. I don't give a shit what you think. If my kid gets hurt at your school, I'll sue you. And that, that's exactly what these people have done. And it's dumb it's dumb if your kid is so vulnerable to the outside world that somebody has to rinse their mouth before they come in contact with your child then your kid is in the equation of survival of the fittest where it's not good for them and they need to stay home where the world can't hurt them and well, touch their precious the little heart i mean okay so you've done that at school now are you going to do this does the same thing apply to every time you go to the movie theater you got to screen exactly. everybody that's in there. How about the grocery store? Right. The library. Right. Every place has got to be safe for your precious widow darling. I mean, at some point, the kid's going to have to be able to function in normal societal settings. Right. Right. So what better place to start doing that than in elementary school? This I mean, is exactly seriously. the point. This kid has to learn to be on the lookout for the deadly peanut. At all times, they have to be ready. You know what I'm saying? And by changing their environment so they never have to worry about it, that is not helping them. I don't know. I think it's kind of bullshit anyway, because I read a story not too long ago 
where they're saying that almost nobody has this kind of deadly peanut allergy that people are talking about. Almost no one. Well, I think there are plenty of people that have an allergy to peanuts, shellfish, other foods or whatever. Not necessarily life-threatening. Well, that's what like I'm saying. They don't have the... Immediately keel over right. just because the peanut is in the room. Right. You get a peanut, you die. That, yeah. That's... And again, not to be evil, don't you think this is something we want out of the gene pool anyway? Well, I don't know. I just think it's weird because I think... I don't know. I wonder if a certain level of exposure reduces the instance and the severity of the allergy to begin with i don't know you if know I, like where, yeah, where people right. are allergic to bees they do the, the, yeah, they do the exposure therapy yeah you get a little bit of time i don't know if i went to school with this kid i guarantee you i would chew up peanuts and hide them in my cheeks that's not nice yeah, i mean i mean it's just, you, I, see, you wouldn't want to live in terror if somebody's going to be an asshole too just because he's six years old seven years old and can't Right about you, consequences. You get my point that then maybe your kid doesn't need to go to public school with a bunch of little monsters. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if he really truly has a severe allergy bad enough that they have to take those precautions, maybe the kids should be homeschooled. Yeah, because I'm not. And to, to be perfectly honest, kids are monsters, and it is not beyond the realm of possibility that some bully somewhere is going to secrete a tiny dollop of peanut butter behind his ear, and during recess, hold your kid down and smoosh the peanut butter all up in your kid's business. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a lot of other things that have peanut products in them, or yeah, like electrical cables or and other shit. things yes. that are produced in plants that Correct. also produce or process peanuts. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be tough. Yeah, Either way, I I think it'd be hard. I think you're just making a kid. You're just making everybody hate your kid. So why why do that? You know what I'm saying. All right, got any other stories over there? Mm-mm. No, nothing. No. Anything you want to tell me? No. I'm just checking. All right, there are calls. We're going to call us. You can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, if you want to uh, leave us a review at iTunes, go ahead and do that. Juicesofblueberry.com. Well, first on Podcast Alley. Go buy some shit from Amazon. You know you want to. Nice big shit. Cards and stuff. You can buy the 17-day diet book. It was only 12 bucks. All right, Kim. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing Three signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet? Vote for us at podcastalley.com. Thank mm-hmm. you.